Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast where we talk with some of the brightest minds working in media today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. What if I told you there was an all-news network that actually wasn't leaning to the political left or right? It sounds like something that doesn't exist in our polarized Fox News, MSNBC world. And yet CBS has been streaming such a network for nearly five years. And it's overseen by my next guest, Christy Tanner, executive VP of CBS News Digital. Thanks for coming in, Christy. So let's start with the basics and just first explain what CBSN is for those who aren't familiar. CBSN is a live 24-hour streaming news service. It's available on more than 20 different devices, services, and platforms. We are taking the best of CBS News, combining it with live coverage of breaking news, and putting out uh, a new type of news programming that is resonating with viewers. Our median age is 37. I'm sure that's far younger than any TV network these days. It's it's about two or three decades younger than broadcast and cable news programming traditionally. And, and that's kind of the whole point here, right? I mean, CBS could certainly be doing lots of things beyond what it does on its air from the evening news or, or local. You're trying to get at a different audience. Well... We, we realized five years ago when we invested in CBSN that audience audience needs were changing. And this is, I would say, um, this is an attempt to uh, reach audiences wherever they are and whatever they're doing, um, to allow them to always be able to reach the, the quality and trust of the news programming that they associate with CBS News. At the same time, we do things differently than broadcast and, and cable news programmers do it. So as you mentioned in your intro, uh, we are all about facts. We are not about opinion. Uh, we are taking people on deep dives into subject matter that uh, traditional news programmers might think the audience uh, might not have an appetite for. So uh, we do topics such as climate change in depth, and we have been doing it for years. And it turns out that the audience is very aware of what a CO2 level is and what that means. So uh, when we do our climate coverage, it's not just pictures of polar bears floating away on icebergs. It is how does climate change relate to your daily life, to the extreme weather patterns that we're seeing, to social and cultural issues in the U.S. and around the world. And what we have found is there's, a, there's an audience who is really hungry for that type of deep dive into these important topics. Yeah, I mean, it's such a different road than we're seeing Fox News and what's going on on linear television. Uh, what do you see in terms of like the potential audience there? Because I, these days I'm tempted to think 50% of the audience is Republican, 50% is, is liberal, and there is no 0%. But you're saying quite the opposite. I would say my point of view, and, uh, a, and this is a point of view that is supported by research, is that the the middle is much bigger than people think. Um, Though the percentage of the U.S. population that is not polarized is much bigger than one would think if all you did was listen to the media's coverage of itself. Mm -hmm. And I think that the narrative about news 
has become somewhat skewed because we have very loud voices on the polarized left and the polarized right. Uh, in the middle, we have people who uh, are, identify as independents, who identify as moderate, either moderate Republicans or moderate Democrats. We have people who simply don't vote but are not polarized. And when you add up all of those uh, constituencies together, there's an enormous mass market audience for news that is about fact and not opinion. And that is what CBSN is tapping into. Which isn't to say CBSN is politics all day. I mean, I assume a lot of the breaking news that you're covering is not that. We are not at all politics all day. We have a daily politics show at five o'clock. It's called Red and Blue. It's hosted by Elaine Quijano, who was the first uh, Asian-American journalist to host, host a national debate. She was also the first digital-only journalist to host a national debate in 2016. Uh, she's an expert. She covered D.C. as a Washington correspondent for years. That's our daily look at politics. But that said, you will not find shouting panels at each other. Uh, you, we, you will also see us tap into local experts. So during the midterms, every time there was a, a, a midterm primary um, or a local race that we thought was important and would resonate, we were tapping into our local CBS affiliates. We were tapping into local experts and reporters uh, who were able to illuminate what was really going on um, in those communities. And, and that is a, that's an effort that we started. We, we call it Local Matters. We started it after um, the last election when um, we, we found that this approach is really resonating with our audience. But you asked about whether we do politics all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have found that the audience is interested in uh, an eclectic mix and a variety of stories. We see politics being table stakes. But as mentioned, people want more coverage of climate because they feel it's not being covered well elsewhere. They want more coverage of privacy and technology because, again, it's viewed, I think, by some other outlets as too complicated for people to understand. We don't see that at all. People really get it and they want to know more about it. And so we have now developed an expertise in reporting on those two topics uh, in particular. But I just bumped into somebody uh, here on the way to the podcast who told me he was watching us when Notre Dame was burning. And mm. he knows that when there's something breaking, whether it's globally or domestic, we're going to be up with it first. When the New Zealand massacre happened, it was in the our time, it was the evening on a Friday night. It was around 10 o'clock on a Friday night that we were up live with it and nobody else was. So our ability to go live quickly, to tap into our network of resources in the U.S. and around the world is enabling us to deliver the public service of journalism that people have associated with CBS News for decades. And I think it's having the CBS brand is got to be a tremendous advantage. I'm curious, are you getting promotional help on air? Are they talking about uh, CBSN on, you know, the morning show or the evening news? What's been great is that we really have a team effort uh, between the broadcast operation and our digital operation. So we really do work together on the big stories. So whether that's Gail King having an exclusive with R. Kelly or 
in the case of digital breaking something, uh, we will we may break something in digital first and see it move over to the broadcast shows. So most recently, we've broken a number of stories on uh, migrant detention centers, um, John Kelly being on the board of uh, a, a company that um, that oversees migrant detention centers was broken by our digital team first and then ran on uh, the broadcast shows. So the way that we look at it um, within CBS News is that CBS News is a 24-hour brand now. We are looking to do what's best for the, the audience um, in, in terms of the timing of where and when we break things. So, I mean, here's a deceptively simple question. How do people find you? I mean, yes, you are on lots of different platforms, um, but discoverability is such an issue for so many different programmers, given just the sheer volume of stuff out there, especially in news. CBSN has a tremendous advantage in that we started doing this five years ago. So we have a what is now a thick playbook of tactics for reaching the audience and letting them know how to find us. It could be through mobile push notifications on your phone, which would drive you right into our mobile app. It could be working with our partners, and it's everybody from Amazon to Apple to Hulu to um, to Roku, Vizio, Samsung, to let them know when we have a big story coming up. So, you know, I mentioned the R. Kelly story, um, things like the Mueller hearings or the Barr hearings. We're able to work with them on stories that are on our editorial calendar to say, hey, you should let your audience know that we're going to be covering this on this day. And we have a great playbook for that at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also say some very, what are now traditional tried and true digital tactics. Every story uh, also has a text version. And so when you Google a term, we have very good SEO that will drive you straight into um, that story. Oh, every every little bit helps. What's also interesting for you guys is now you're starting to splinter into local editions. You had something in New York that started some months ago and Los Angeles, was it just this week? What's the strategy there? Well, among other things, we saw how much... Uh, our local coverage during um, the the midterms, our local matters, um, deep dives into those areas. We saw how much that resonated with the audience. Audiences trust their local news providers. And we had the technology platform in CBSN and we had the editorial playbook together at this point that enabled us to spin up and roll out CBSN New York and CBSN Los Angeles relatively easily. And we have more versions planned. Uh, what I would say is we look at it as a, a network or family of live streams. We also last year rolled out um, Entertainment Tonight, which is called ET Live, and CBS Sports rolled out Sports HQ, which also are live streams. Right now, you can navigate among all of those live streams on our various CBS properties. And we're working on some UI changes to make it even easier to discover all of these different live streams that, that, we've, uh, that we've rolled out. Now, these are all free products, right? 
Everything I just mentioned, mm-hmm. CBSN, CBSN Los Angeles, CBSN New York, Sports HQ, and ET Live are free and ad-supported. I would say the other you know, strategic reason for rolling them out is that we are seeing tremendous demand for uh, inventory uh, for advertisers in OTT. And so the fact that we have this great uh, technology center of excellence in CBS Interactive and a teamwork ethic has made this possible. Mm-hmm. And, and what is it like in terms of playing in this sort of OTT advertising world, especially when, you know, measurement isn't quite what it is or what it should be given, you know, at the end of the day, you got to tell advertisers how many people you're reaching. And I don't know if third party capabilities are there. Well, we're fortunate being CBS that our advertisers trust us to deliver what we say we can deliver in OTT. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some upstarts, it may be more difficult to sell their OTT inventory because there there is a lack of third-party measurement. The, the way that it really hurts us is that we have a very good sense that CBSN is the number one streaming news source, uh, but we can't prove it because there's no third-party measurement right now. Mm. Well, speaking of which, you know, numbers are the in terms of measuring audience makes you think about competition. What is your competition out there? I mean, I know what CBS's competition is on television, but maybe it's a different group online. I'm not sure that there's a head to head competitor in streaming news right now. It would be very difficult to compete with us launching today, given that we are distributed in 20 different devices, services and services and platforms. Uh, It it would also be difficult to compete with us in that we don't require authentication because we don't have, uh, you know, cable distribution relationships to protect. So when I think about competition, it is, it's something more uh, broad, just general competition for news eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it comes to streaming video, we, we feel that uh, there isn't a head-to-head competitor at the moment. And, you know, obviously you hear the pejorative term fake news. It does seem like online there are tremendous issues right now in terms of credibility and trust. Uh, does that give CBS a big advantage given, you know, the brand is is really all about trust built over many decades? I think you said it best. The, the CBS brand is associated strongly with trust in consumers' minds. And it is up to us to deliver on that every day. And it's something that we think about when we hire people, uh, when we're putting together our programming plans. We think it's very important to maintain that trust with viewers. And um, our, whole, uh, our whole strategy is to take that trust take that uh, legacy of news gathering excellence and deliver it and introduce it to new audiences wherever they are. So whether that's a Gen Z or millennial viewer, and we do have them to get to a median age of 37, you naturally have to have viewers in those categories. Uh, Or whether you're 85 and decided to cut the cord, we're we're here to deliver on that for you um, and and to not make it any sort of a question in your mind about whether you can trust this news source. Got it. 
And so for CBSN, I mean, yes, it's on 24-7, but it's obviously not live 24-7. You mentioned a few programs. Uh, what uh, you know? What is sort of the thrust of your programming plans for CBSN? Is it about setting up more appointment shows? Is it about just you know that breaking live stream, getting that going as much as possible? Well, I think the the, the streaming audience inherently expects to find news on demand, and so we have focused less on programming specific shows to specific times than you would find in cable or broadcast. That said, we have two daily branded shows right now. One is called CBSN AM. That's on at 7 a.m. Um, at 8 a.m., actually, we, we do a version of CBS This Morning that you would have seen on broadcast. Uh, it runs on CBSN. Uh, on the weekends, we run Face the Nation and Sunday Morning and the Saturday Morning Show. Uh, at 5 o'clock every weekday, we have a show called Red and Blue that I mentioned is hosted by Elaine Quijano. Beyond that, we haven't really branded ours as you would um, in more traditional news programming. We have found that the audience expects to be able to come into the stream and find the latest, most current news. It depends on the day. Some days we are live much longer than others. I would say on average, we are live at least eight hours a day. And some days we'll be live, you know, up to 18 hours, depending on what's breaking and what the, what the news is. So in terms of the infrastructure that, say, a CNN has to be a news gathering operation 24-7, monitoring the globe, you know, I assume you're not quite at that level, but it's also not, you know, you know, one guy at the controls either. Well, we're able to tap into the CBS News uh, re, uh, um, programming resources wherever they sit. So mm. whether that's a local affiliate in Nashville, Tennessee, or uh, one of our owned and operated stations in L.A. or New York or Baltimore, Uh, We're able to tap into those resources. We also have global bureaus and global correspondents. So Asia, Europe, Africa, uh, we have people who are stationed there that we're able to tap into. We also have some partnerships. We have a partnership with the BBC. We have a partnership with Network 10 in Australia. So we have not found ourselves unable to cover any story globally at this point, CBSN, as I mentioned, we were able to tap into the New Zealand very immediately. We're able to cover almost any extreme weather in- incident in-, in the United States or Puerto Rico uh, without trouble. So I think our, our breaking news coverage is on par with, with CNN or anybody else who would be providing global breaking news coverage. So whether you're in Baltimore or in Paris, if you're working at CBS News, CBSN is something you have to service just as much, say, the morning show or evening news or, I don't know, 60 minutes. Exactly. Though I would not frame it as as you have to service Service. it. I I, I would frame it as you have the opportunity to reach audiences any time, day or night uh, with our excellent uh, news gathering. And we're no longer time constrained by the evening news or the morning show uh, when it comes to breaking news. And that's that was a, a really, really solid strategy on the part of CBS five years ago to launch this uh, 
the streaming network. And I would imagine also what it gives you the opportunity is to season the on-air talent, you know, whereas in the past they might have had to have sort of wait for their moments. Here they're logging kind of like a lot of airtime and becoming better journalists for it. Well, it's funny, Andy, I would say we're we're in an era when there's no distinction between a broadcast uh, journalist and a digital journalist. Mm -hmm. And we have a team that seamlessly moves back and forth between the broadcast shows and the digital entity of CBSN. It, 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 you know, everybody globally contributes to it, some more than others. Um, those who have contributed more are well known and recognized in some cases more so than those who are on broadcast. Wow, that's really saying something. De depending where you are and what you're doing. So it, it really depends on the audience but in the marketplace. But I have heard from some of our journalists that uh, they, were, they were appearing on a broadcast show for quite some time and rarely got recognized. And then they started appearing regularly on CBSN. And all of a sudden... Uh, people were coming up to them in uh, the farmer's market. So, you know, there may be some demographic and geographic uh, elements to that, but it's it's really interesting. We, I, we don't see a distinction between the level of talent or the level of journalistic excellence uh, between broadcast and digital. Yeah, I think I kind of come to that question of with some old timer bias. Uh, I remember going back 10, 15 years where, it just seemed like there was this endless question of why doesn't CBS have a 24 hour network like MSNBC or, and to be employing this model in this day and age, it's, you almost have to wonder why, you know, the CNNs of the world aren't, well, I guess they would argue that they're just as much digital, but I guess the fact that they don't have sort of a 24 seven stream, unless you're authenticating, uh, it just kind of, it's just interesting that the market has sort of played out this way. It is. Uh, you know, who knows where it's all headed in, in this crazy media world that we live in. I would say that for the moment, CBS has had a strategy in streaming that foresaw the trends that are coming to pass now in a big way. And we're very well positioned between CBS All Access, which also um, enables people to watch CBSN. And then our CBS News apps, which feature CBSN free and live, um, we're, we're just super well positioned for the world that we're living in right now. But surely you don't believe that how we're doing this now represents some sort of end state. I mean, my feel is, for instance, that, you know, CBS has been very aggressive about getting there early. Lots of different brands. Who's to say, though, by 2021, it's just one CBS digital brand and it's all access plus N plus local plus entertainment plus HQ. Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying that's the way it's going. I'm just saying, don't you feel that whatever it is that is now is going to change anyway? I always say digital changes every quarter. Right. And if you're not in the game, you don't know what's going on. So we're constantly looking at viewer data. We are doing proprietary research. We are out in the marketplace listening and watching to see around the corner. 
so far, our team's done a great job. I, I really feel that I work with the best and brightest of digital within CBS Interactive. And nobody is so wedded to any particular strategy that if we saw a marketplace need, we, we wouldn't change on a dime. Got it. So from a distribution perspective, you mentioned a bunch of different platforms that you're on, and my guess is I could guess most of them, but are there things that you still need to do distribution-wise, places you need to be that, I'm just curious, like, what's on your to-do list? Well, there are, I mentioned Vizio, LG, and Samsung TVs, I think. When you get beyond that to other brands of televisions, which are now connected, devices which which brands to prioritize is a question. Mm-hmm. If there are 20 more connected TV brands that we need to develop for, how to prioritize those is is a strategic question because we, we really want anyone buying a connected device to be able to easily get to our CBS News app. Uh, that's one way to, to look at it. Uh, I would just say, you know, we, we want to be competitive for attention with all the other sources of of digital media that exist, whether that's um, Netflix and, and Amazon scripted content or podcasts or such as this, uh, mm-hmm. or um, uh, reading reading things online, we we're competing for attention with with all of that. Got it. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. It's going to be an interesting year ahead. Appreciate you coming in and telling us about where CBSN is at. Thank you. Great to be here. Great. This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. 